It's time to raise the roof for our newest regular season episode. Welcome, everyone. I am Alex Murphy. With me, as always, is Evan Lynch. Evan Gibson, you probably know him best as Gibby, and Brianna Gonzalez, you are Raise the Roof podcast crew. First off, how is everyone doing today? I know, obviously, the Rays did not come out with the season win. Oh, yeah, not not good then. Definitely not good then. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Not ideal. Not ideal, but but we do move on. We do move on. And we will get into talking about that in just a second. Uh, today on the podcast, like I said, we're going to be talking about that uh, this most recent series against the Blue Jays and much more. But if you want to stay in the know for future episodes of RTR, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Raise the Roof TV. And stay up to date on the Rays at our website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com. Trying to do this at the start of the podcast instead of the end of the podcast. So that people know what we're doing but let's first talk about that blue jay series so rays lost two out of three had opportunities in all three games to win possibly sweep uh blue jays took advantage of some bad pitching mistakes at the start what did you guys think about this series uh i thought it was it was all right you know the first game really only only person who did anything was rosarena rosarena brought everyone home and he also had that amazing catch out in the outfield Tyler Glass now had had his worst outing of the year, which I mean is gonna happen eventually. So it, it was it was bound to happen. He got his first home run hit off of him. Um, I forgot who did it. I forgot who, who put in the dagger, but it was Simeon. Yeah, it was really the bottom of their lineup really waking up. Bo Bichette and Vlad were really non-factors in this series. Um, so really the bottom of the lineup when we we're I mean we we're talking last time with with Laura and she said um. They were they were cold. So going to the series, they definitely they definitely warmed up. Um, it was really the bottom of the lineup, like Grich, guys like Gritchick, like really carrying the roles for them, and they really came through through for them. Um, Honeywell almost had a good start. Uh, we were it, it was it was one defensive error away from being a great a great start for for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then Yanni Diaz um didn't quite put out his glove. Just small mistakes in baseball like that can really cost you home run the next. Po- the next pitch. Um, Rays come back and win that one though. So so you're good, honey. You're good. Rest easy. And then last game dead. was just stink. Jesus Christ. Last man. game was just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I don't want to be like the Chicago White Sox, you know, like like put, putting out that one guy or or whenever that one guy got injured and then, <laughs> like the Twitter account like pretended like they died or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot I forgot what who what that was. I think it was the White Sox, but um, Oh oh yeah, it was Eli. But then um this right. last game, we had good pitching. You had good pitching from Ryan Fleming, who just had who just, just got Josh just, Fleming. Josh Fleming, sorry. <laughs> I got, there's too many of them. Too many, uh, too many names. Um, but but you had a really good start from from Patino today. It was exciting. It was exciting to see. They didn't really get to him, but our bats didn't show up at all. So that was that was frustrating. We didn't get any runs home. So. That's kind of just my thoughts about it. That went on too long, though. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, we did squeak out a win. Like, I, I mean, we could have easily been swept the series. Friday, like, yeah, Glass now, which just wasn't himself. Gritchuk, I swear to God, that guy always plays well against the Rays. He had a solo home run on Friday, and then the three-run home run to open the game yesterday on Saturday. And I swear, he always – he didn't do anything today, but I swear he always is – one of those sneaky players on the Blue Jays that always plays well against the Rays. Um, a bright side, though, Honeywell did look good. He looked good in, what, was that his third start, I think? Yeah, third outing. Um, 
And then Patino. Patino really, really looked good today. I was really impressed by his slider. He made Vlad look like he was – he just made Vlad look stupid. He made Vigio look stupid. And he made Bichette look stupid. Like, he 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 looked really good. He, he looks like he has a lot of potential. Um, we wasted some good opportunities today. We had runners on first and second, I think, in the fifth inning or in the sixth with no outs, and we couldn't get anybody home. It was just one of those days where we couldn't find a – we couldn't – we just couldn't do anything. Credit to the Blue Jays pitching. They pitched us really well. Um, but it wasn't – there were some good signs. Their pitching looked good overall in this series. Like, Glass now still got through six innings. He gave up five runs, but that's still good how that he got through six innings. Yeah. Um, and I guess now we have to go into a red-hot ace team that I guess finally lost today. But won, what, 13 out of the last 14 games. So Yeah, they've won a lot. Yeah. Bree, how are you feeling? Honestly, I'm feeling good. I mean, I think what we can kind of conclude from this at the is that the Blue Jays are not a joke. Like a lot of people thought they were. Um, they're a good team. Their biggest question mark coming in was their pitching. And we saw that their pitching can very much be relied upon. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. We have – not that the Yankees aren't competition because they're getting hot. They're going to be good. But, you know, it's nice to see a team that we're pretty evenly matched with you know, good pitching. Their offense is usually better, but um, I don't know. It'll be fun. It's still April. I'm not really concerned. Our pitching looked good as well. Um, Glass now, I mean, that was his bad outing and he still got through six. Like, you know, it is what it is. There'll be wins and losses. So I'm not too concerned. Yeah, I'm with I'm with all three. Oh, wait, sorry. I haven't one, one more thing. Yarborough, uh, he also looked really good uh, on Saturday. So Just like I, put an opener in front of Yarborough literally yeah, for the rest every, of his career. Why don't just do that every time? Honeywell every time he starts. Like, yeah, I would be fine with that. Honestly, it seems like it works. So, and, you know, if it works, it works. I thought I really liked Patino's start today. I thought it looked really, really good on the mound. Uh, from what I heard, it seemed like his stuff was sharper. He kind of toned up his pitching uh, pitches a little bit more, and it looked really, really good. He had a lot more ride on his fastball, which was good. From what I uh, apparently what I saw from last year to this year. He, he has a lot more ride on his fastball, which is really good. And he looked really, really sharp on the mound, which is a very positive sign considering that he was a little bit shaky, obviously, coming into 2020, uh, having not pitched above high A ball until the major leagues and making his debut last year. So it was a very positive sign. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, even with the, you know, with the two losses in the series – like like we we mentioned earlier about the about the Yandi thing. Literally, like if that didn't happen, the Rays probably had a really really good chance to. Or I mean, yeah, no, the Rays won that game on Saturday. Yeah, the Rays so, won that game. They, they yeah, back. yeah. So despite the Yandi error, they still won that game, and they had a lot of chances to to do good thing. You know, like like to do a lot of things at the plate, and just didn't capitalize on runners in scoring position. As they just, I mean, they just do that all the damn time, and it's really frustrating. But I mean, overall, it wasn't too bad of a series. The Blue Jays are going to be a good team. We know that. Uh, Laura talked about them being a good team. They didn't get Springer back in the series, but they still showed up and were really, really positive. And I'm excited to play them. Like, they're not a team that I dislike. I- I'm excited. Yeah, it's it, it's especially crazy because, like like I said, Vlad went for, like, one for 12. Bo, Bo didn't have a hit the whole series. Those are their two two of their star guys. They don't have George Springer. This is completely. It was completely the the bottom end of their offense, which which did very good for them. So it was, it was very surprising. Good job on our pitching for being able to keep the big bats quiet. Because honestly, if we do that more often than not, we're going to get the wins. It didn't work out this time, but you know, they did a good job. 
Mm-hmm. And another bright side on the Friday night loss, um, Maza, he, I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Um, he also looked really good. He did, only gave up one hit and three innings of relief after Glass now had his shaky start. So Maza was able to keep the Rays in the game. They just couldn't. Uh, they, I mean, it was just too little too late, I guess. And it's frustrating, but that happens sometimes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, um, that kind of recaps, you know, the the, the Blue Jays series. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to have on a very, very special guest who you guys definitely know for sure. So stay tuned on Raise the Roof. And we are back on Raise the Roof. And our guests in this episode, you probably know them. And if you don't, then Jesus, Lord, you need to get into some baseball knowledge because these guys are two of the, I, I would say, I mean, I definitely amongst, amongst us four are, are, are two of the biggest baseball personalities in the game right now. Uh, they currently have a podcast on the Ringer Network Baseball Barbecue and are also working with Fox Sports MLB this season for a lot of content. They love Jonas Cespedes more than literally anyone else, I would say. And their Twitter account currently has hundred, close to 120,000 followers right now. Welcome to Raise the Roof, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman from Cespedes Family Barbecue. Jake and Jordan, welcome to the pod. How are you Strong guys intro. Strong intro. Really, really hot. Really I hot sc- intro. I'm I Jake scripted that the- out. That was good. That was dope. That's what you're supposed to do. That's called... <laughs> professionalism there we go dude that goes that goes that gets noticed we never we never figured out how to do that in our first 107 episodes of our pod so you're way ahead of us Um, (laughs) yeah so good uh, appreciate the intro happy to be here uh that's short by the way we should should probably do this when we do stuff together that's true yeah so two different voices um we should do one pod where we just lie yes and like we flip it (laughs) really mix it up go i am jordan and my yeah. favorite baseball player in the world is Pedro Florimont. I love watching him. <laughs> That's me. Uh, yeah, so, but no, happy to be here. I mean, you know, we we love going on, obviously, as, as, as podcasters for a living. We, we enjoy going on other people's pods. And in terms of team-specific ones that reach out to us, this is a this is a no-brainer. I mean, this is a team that we we definitely like talking about. So, happy to be here. Yeah, well, well, let's talk about the race. So, first off, I mean... I don't know how much you guys saw of this past series against the Blue Jays, but do you guys have any thoughts about how the Rays have looked? I mean, either from that series or just kind of in a general standpoint so far this season? It doesn't matter. There you go. My general take is unless in the first month, unless a team looks catastrophically bad or incredibly good, it it's more of the player by player basis, I think, right. Mm -hmm. Than it is the full record after one month. It's like, every team is still going to technically be in the mix in May 1st. So the Rays are there. And like, to me, the takeaway is like, is Joey Wendell this good? <laughs> like maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in terms of like, what were the big things that we wanted to see coming into the 2021 race season? It was like, okay, yeah. is Randy for real? That's probably question number one. And he's been, he's been pretty good. He's been, I, I know he's been striking out a lot and you can tell from his, strikeout to walk ratio and just like when you watch him he is just trying to hit home runs every time which you can't blame him because that's what he did in the playoffs so (laughs) I can't really take that away from him and he proved it so Randy's been good he has been he has not disappointed um Meadows has been excellent so far uh you know there are definitely some still some some question marks uh on on offense in general and we know that even when they went into the world series the the offense was pretty uh, dismal at points. Uh, but I mean, our biggest questions, I remember when we talked on our, on our season preview pod about the Rays was just like, okay, so they were like, all right, Snell gone, Morton not bringing it back. Like, it's fine. We have a million pitchers. No one will go more than four innings except for Glass now, and we'll just figure it out. 
And so far that that recipe has not exactly been super awesome just because you have even more injuries. You look at a, a race team with an ERA right now going into today of four, five, four. I know they only allowed one run today, but that's like not, that's not the race, you know, like that's, you expect them to have one of the best pitching stats. Yeah, this so, is a lot of Chris Mazza innings here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's getting kind of thin uh, in that sense. And so there are definitely some reasons to be concerned about that because it's uh, they're playing a long season this year, playing the whole thing. So there is reason to be worried, uh, but I don't know. We, we trust them. They've given us all the reason to believe that they'll, they'll patch it together. Especially on the pitching side where they have depth in arms. Like on one hand, there's reason to be concerned when you have so many guys on the IL, but like more than any other team in baseball, except for like maybe Cleveland, if you pull off a random gentleman that you've never heard of from AAA and made him play in the big leagues, I would be pretty confident if he's wearing you know, light blue and navy that, like, he's going to get outs. I, I would also have said what we just saw relevant to today is Patino, finally, right? Mm-hmm. He had been down for the first month, and, like, that's exactly the kind of guy that was a gigantic part of the Snell deal. And if you add him into the mix and we saw what he could do today, right. like, that's who you want to be giving those innings to and not Chris Mazza and, you know, some of these other people. That or Lewis said. The throwaway games. The throwaway games. Yeah. Yeah. Hurry down Lewis by runs. Put in Lewis Mazza. Head. <laughs> um, I will say though, anything that opens the door for future all-star Josh Fleming to get more work <laughs> yes. on the mound is fine with us. Our double life is that we are enormous division three baseball prognosticators mm-hmm. Yeah, and Josh Fleming, we are, we have a pretty de- decently close connection to Josh Fleming, which is that he was a year below me in school and he went to school in St. Louis and my school was their school's biggest rival. And we played Josh Fleming like all the time, like face off against oh, wow. college, like regularly. And I was at his like last, we were in the same regional as them for his last career start in college where the other team. How good was five. he? Oh, it was nuts, dude. It was like, you know, it, he was 90, 92 with a lot of two seam run and a slider and not really a third pitch at the time. Right. And at yeah. that level, that's like, you know, no one has a chance yeah. in the world. I think he struck out like 13 in that last game. And there were scouts Ooh, everywhere. Fun. And like, you know, fifth round guy out of a school like that is pretty crazy. Here's here's how, here's what you need to know about Josh Fleming. So, so far this year, his ERA, I guess, I guess he pitched today too, right? Yeah, and he was, did. was really good. So his ERA is down below one. Well, in his junior year at, at Webster, he had a 0. 0.67 in 93 innings. Oh, so, oh <laughs> so, so it was, uh, he was great. So we're rooting for Josh Fleming, and I know he getting gives him a different look than the Patino coming and, up from 97. And every time a away broadcast like explains the origin story of the Webster mascot, which is they are the Gorlocks because their <laughs> score, their school is located, which is not a thing. Like just to say, like if you don't know what a Gorlock is, it's not a mythical beast that you've never heard of before. Like you're you're fine that you don't know that. <laughs> it is called the Gorlocks because the school is located on the corner of Gore and Lockwood streets. And so the school was like Gore Lock, and they just, you know, blended it together, and that's the name of their team. I mean, that's honestly, it. that's extremely creative. Not gonna lie, I mean, like when you're when you're trying to come up with something, I mean, no one's gonna know that. So I mean, you could just kind of pass it off. <laughs> Can I also just Very say nice. that? You, you co-hosts on here at your big state schools with your very normal mascots. You're thinking like, who are these dorks? What, are the, what is going on at Webster University? But no, that is exactly the kind of stuff that we love. Anyway, we sorry. Like that was, we, we, 
They got a cool. They got a cool. <laughs> there, no, I'm not saying that doesn't exist in D1. I'm just saying oh, it's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. higher, higher variance in, yeah, yeah, at the know. D3 level. But anyway, we just wanted More to get our Fleming this. chat out of the way for sure. Hey, that's fine. We love talking about Fleming. Do you guys? Uh, I mean, we can talk about this kind of as a group. But is Fleming going to be a person that is? you know, should be in the starting rotation. I mean, he's already made a couple starts so far this season. Like, is it about time that they just slot him into a starting role? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I thought he should have been there at the beginning. Um, Everyone kind of complains about him not having enough, like, minor league time or something. Like, give him more time in the – no, that's like some – that's some – I don't know. Like, you're you're like a spy for the team or something. You just want him to stay down there. No, bring, bring Fleming up. Bring, keep him keep up. Keep Fleming up. Yeah, keep Fleming, Fleming up. up. Keep him up. Send him down and then bring him back down. Out. He was five and over the sub three ERA last year. Like, how can, what else do you want from him in his rookie? They're like not really rookie year, but like, and I mean, how do you not call him up after that? That's what right. I didn't understand. He was good in the postseason. And that too, yeah. The thing with him, and I think that like teams like the Rays get nervous about this, right? Is like, okay, so. We, your whole, the whole year, in a way, is a practice run for the postseason, right? And you're always thinking about it within the context of who starts game one, two, three, four. And this is more of a thing for Yankees fans. Like, they're always thinking about who's starting game three of a series. Like, that's like the only, that's like the number one thing. But for the Rays, like, is Josh Fleming right now a top three pitcher on the team? Uh, yes, right? Do you feel really good about him pitching a game three in a tied ALCS against the White Sox. I don't know. You're the race fans. You tell me, right? Like Ooh. versus like having someone who, you know, who like can shove. I mean, which, go ahead. I would think glass now would start game one. So I mean, so, yeah. kind of a toss up between. So glass <laughs> now starts game one. Yarbrough would be two behind an opener, I would say. And then game three. Yeah. yeah. I, I honestly would be fine with Fleming in game okay. three. I mean, I would say, I would say do what you, what we did today, like Patino as, the opener then i love patina what a great i think someone had a quote about this before they did it and and it turned out to be pretty true i know they lost but that's more to do with the offense but like what a great contrast there and i know that's in a lot of senses like the point of the opener um but that in particular especially when you have patino going more than one like it can't does not get more opposite than (laughs) than fleming to uh or patina to Fleming so um and that's that's so much of how the Rays have had success is just all the different looks and you saw that last year with with the Thompsons to Castillo to Luke to like it's it's crazy that's that's it's not a coincidence that all these guys are completely different yeah I think it's I think it's really effective because all those batters they have to empty out the knowledge that they just took in from their last at bat and they have a completely different guy completely different setup and they just have to go in completely blind again and then basically not be really effective until their second at bat, hopefully. So it works out very well for them, the starter. I'd like to see that going forward with a lot of our guys. Yeah. Yarbrough. Right. Yeah, I, mean, why not? yeah they should, I mean, honestly, if they just decided, like if the Rays just decided to put Yarbs behind an opener for the rest of the year, like, like for the rest of his career, I would be like, yep, do it. Because he can't start. Like, he can go behind an opener, but he can't start on his own. He can't start. He can start. Yeah, but he's not good as a starter. He's not good as a starter. He's good as a guy behind an opener who throws the same amount of innings as a starter. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Last year he was more effective. But this year he hasn't been too too effective. It's the first month. So I'd like to to see him have more more time. Maybe maybe start again soon. is when are we seeing McClanahan at this point? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about game four. There's the right question. <laughs> so I 
this spring training, I got more unprompted texts, notes from baseball people about Shane McClanahan than I've ever gotten about anyone before. Like I had three or four people just reach out and be like, yo, you need to like watch Shane McClanahan. Like (laughs) Shane McClanahan is the real deal. Like keep an eye on Shane McClanahan. And like, I think he's going to be nuts. Real deal. Yeah. There he is. Give me Mr. USF over here. Obviously going to stand up for for Sugar (laughs) Shane. Yeah. Dude, he's awesome. I mean, I imagine if Patino's up now, I assume McClanahan's coming soon also. Yeah. Like that's a game changer. Now, I don't even, the weird thing with him is I think we know he probably could it's so strange because he debuted in the postseason, so we barely really saw him. And I know people just assume like he's clearly ready as a reliever right now, but I think they do want him to start or at least throw multiple innings. So, but that's another guy that would be a completely different look. Like if you went with, you know, open with the uh, freaking Chris Mazza or something, who I know he's hasn't been very good, but like someone like that, where like a soft tossing right, and then you go to McClanahan or vice versa, like that's that's crazy. So I yeah. No, Bree's right. That's 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 the last thing we're really waiting for here. Now that we finally got the Honeywell debut out of the way, we just saw Patino. Yep. We gotta get gotta get Shane up. So and the McClanahan thing minutes. is it's not complicated. Like Josh Fleming slash Ryan Yarbrough, why are they good is like more of an explainer. Mm-hmm. Whereas for Shane McClanahan, it's like Oh, he's a lefty. There's a hundred. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I got it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's a lot easier to explain. Uh, along the lines of um, talking about, or I guess, I guess more of talking about players that are good. Obviously, you guys are big Mike Zunina proponents, and he seems to have turned around his offense at least to start the season out. I mean, he's already hit four home runs, which was his entire home run total from last year. So, I mean, in terms of power, he's definitely equaled that total so i mean have you guys seen enough of big z to say uh one way or another that he's that he's hitting better this year there's nothing like a 131 ops plus that comes with a 190 batting average (laughs) nothing like it that's a zanino special which will really only hold up is really only that high now because most of the league can't hit at all so um uh yeah no i mean he's been awesome i mean his his homers and and he had three in the postseason last year right he had three i believe three in the regular season three in the postseason yeah yeah um which was which was very silly uh yeah i mean the thing with him and the reason why he's good is not like yeah it's awesome that he can hit the ball 450 feet and if he does that 10 times if he does that 20 times this year then then now you're looking at what i was looking at before he kind of struggled again before he got traded but anyone that can that can manage all these weird pitchers as we've been discussing like that's the whole thing and i know he's had trouble blocking balls and i know he's had some bad moments um in terms of like blocking and i mean the framing's still there but like stuff like that i know that it has been a struggle but the game calling and just like the general catching stuff that we can't quantify i guarantee you is more important than we can ever possibly understand especially for a team like this so um the fact that he's hitting at all right now and at all right he probably will hit 190 this year but if he can hit 20 homers like fantastic he's he's a good player if you can count on two mike zunito postseason home runs a year like (laughs) that and an elite catcher defense sign me up you know teams were still giving freaking jeff mathis jobs last year right and zunito is a 12 times the hitter Jeff Mathis ever was, right? And is it frustrating, I'm sure, as a fan of the Rays to watch a lot of Mike Giannino at-bats where you know going into it that it's nothing will happen, right? It's like, oh, well, that's an... It's like when you're in in Little League and the kid batting ninth, like, just completely sucks. It's like... (laughs) All right, Casey's up. Like, this is gonna, 
God damn it. But right? it's like a one in 20 die that he's going to hit a home run. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and that's kind of cool, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's not bad. And Jordan's right. Like, the catcher defense stuff, we can't feel it. But like talking to people about Zunino, it we're we're big proponents of if if pitchers slash players think something matters, then it matters. And so if if pitchers feel more comfortable throwing to him than you know someone who's not who's going to hit above two hundred, then you have to take that into account because the impact is huge. And we'll never quantify it. We'll never be able to, and we don't need to. I think you just kind of got to trust the fact that the Rays are a smart baseball team willing to trot out a guy hitting 190 every day. You know, that that's what we have to go off of. Yeah, this is true. Now, I, I want to ask about because I said, now, I don't know if Big Z is already a nickname for him, but me as a giant fan of the movie Surf's Up, I think Big Z is the perfect name. And I don't know if people call him that already, but people should be calling him that, at least in my opinion. I don't know if hey, take it. Do you just know <laughs> he he you can take whatever nickname you want? Like oh, you guys ready for a terrible idea? Oh yes. gosh. Hot <laughs> takes right here. Ready? I should tweet this. I'm gonna tweet this. This is good. Do like it. Mike too, except with Mike Zunino. That's okay. literally what I was I literally had the same idea. <laughs> you did? But did you yes. have the courage? You have the courage to present it in a public forum. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) These Rays fans, they keep you in this box that is making you. You got to break away from that. But but ever since ever since I found you guys, I know for sure Mike Zunino is good. He is good. I'm gonna get it tattooed on my body. Maybe not. Maybe not not that one. Maybe not. I haven't yet. You probably don't need to. Maybe like henna. Get like henna or something. Just so you have. It'll go away. It'll go away. Uh, no, here's what, here's the pitch. Um, small kid growing up wants to be a major league catcher and the kid sucks and finds the magic shin guard, um, struck by lightning of Mike Zunino. And he, the, the funniest part of the movie is that the kid continues to suck at hitting. <laughs> yeah, and, it, it, it just takes like, all his hitting and it, but he's a leader, him. but, he, but the kid's a leader and it's like, it's like, oh man, Jimmy's up. <laughs> Well, he's going to strike out, but wait till you see him block some balls back there. He's incredible. <laughs> like Mike, too. Mike, he's so good like, at framing. Like so Mike, too, colon, Zunino is good. Ooh. Call me. Lock it in. Lock it in. We're going to have Mitch make a movie <laughs> title for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, Jake, like a kid Jake, goes to kid goes to, kid goes to, go crazy. Kid goes <laughs> to a raise game. Kid goes to a raise game. And watches Zunino go over four, but the team wins two to one. And he's like, I want to be like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I-, I can already see it. I mean, I can't see it, but maybe I can. I don't know. I mean, have honestly. You, have either of you ever heard him referred to as Michael Zunino? No. No. I- is that a thing? I'm pretty sure his name's just Mike, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't think his given name is Mike. It's Michael. <laughs> Definitely Michael. Definitely Michael, but no. I don't, I don't think he's been going just by Michael. Decided- it's just his parents decided at birth to call him Mike. That was it. Now change not his Michael. name just to Mike. Yeah, how many Mikes are on a birth certificate? That's a good question. His middle name is good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the hard yes. questions. Here. MGZ, Mike Goodzunino. Mm-hmm. Mike Goodzunino. Close well. Honestly, oh man, that I'm just like thinking about that right now. Well, well the thing about the thing about Zunino is that that every and I know this. First of all, super weird middle name. It's a Corsi. Good luck figuring out what that is. I assume that's some sort of Italian relative. But the other thing is that he went to Mariner High School, not Ray High School, and that still breaks my heart to this day. Mm-hmm. So, Damn. I don't know if I'll ever uh, recover from that. But you know, just wanted to put that out there. How much do you miss him in Seattle? Uh, I did when Omar Narvaez was catching. 
<laughs> but now that now that uh, Tom Murphy's catching is pretty good. It's not as uh, drastic. Okay. I mean, no, you, well, Mike Zanino is still good. Mike's yeah, good. No, no, I know, of course. When you when you have a good defensive catcher on your team and then you lose them oh and God. you are given a bad defensive catcher and there is a drop off, you you folks probably, I mean, you know this less because you watch so much good Mike Zanino receiving, but like as an Orioles fan, the difference between Pedro Severino and Chance Cisco, Chance Cisco has like, you know, stone hands and like can't frame a ball. And then when they switch back to Severino, it's like turning on the AC in a hot car. Like, it's like, oh, whew. it's like the car actually working. Oh, it's great. It's actually getting <laughs> right. somewhere. Yeah, no, I remember in the off season, everyone was like, we better not sign back Zanino. And I was like, guys, there are not that, we're not going to get McCann. We're not going to get Real Muto. Like, those are off right. the table. Right. Like, Mike Zanino knows the staff. Our pitchers are freaking crazy. Like, Joe and Glass now, and then all the new guys. Like, what even? I was thrilled when they re signed him. And I was trying to say, because the second you go from Mike Zanino to some weird, because we weren't going to get one of those great guys. To Lon Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, if you if you have those guys ruining Glass now's outings because he there are 15 million wild pitches. They can't catch the the wild pitches. They yeah. can't catch yeah. the curve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, realistically though, maybe we can talk about Glass now. Now, can you I, mean, I mean, that's true. And I do trying to catch that. Like, <laughs> like I, it's, I mean, I guess obviously Snell is the same kind of thing where it's a pain in the ass to catch him, but. um God, Glassnell is just. That was probably more frustrating. It's like, okay, just throw a strike on one and two, please. Just throw it in the zone, one no. and two. Nope. Second, oh, ball two. <laughs> no, just high fastball. Oh, high, not even competitive. High fastball is uh, certainly easier zone. to catch. Look, why get a hitter out on zero oh and two when you can just do it on three two? That's what I always say. Just load them up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it doesn't make any sense watching snow pitch sometimes. I like. Like, I really hope that. I think for like Rays fans' sake. I hope that he rebounds in or like or like he has, you know, continues to have good seasons in San Diego. But I mean, watching him pitch sometimes can be extremely frustrating. Around. Like he, yeah. he, he is a good pitcher. I just don't understand. <laughs> He's almost like 80 pitchers through three innings every time. He, he loves those deep counts. He loves He's those deep like, counts. Uh, it's game. It's like, dude, come on. Like, <laughs> it's it's weird because like he, he, he has the type of shit where he doesn't need to nibble. It's like, like if you were, if he was Ryan Yarborough and he was doing that and like throwing a lot of balls like just outside the zone to try and generate swings, I get it. But like, just throw it at the top of the zone, Blake Snow. Just throw it like high fastball top of the zone, like probably not going to hit it because you're really good. That's what I would say to him. I I bet no professional baseball coach has ever said that to him. (laughs) It seemed like he was scared to throw it in the zone. Like, dude, trust your stuff a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, he's a good dude box. i'm a fan though i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a i'm a blake snell fan huge blake snell fan love, love the guy yeah his uh his post-game interview whatever that one was where he was talking about how bauer was digging a crater into the mound that was that was that was probably one of the all-time just like quotes from an interview i think i've heard digging it i'm surprised we don't hear more of that because like some pitchers like dig enormous holes you know he literally said that like he thought that like something like crashed down on the pitcher's mound when, when he came yeah. out of the mound which is <laughs> that's incredible he's got to dig in uh, speaking of the that they're in. showing bauer right now on espn so it's actually perfect <laughs> i don't even have i don't even have enough wi-fi capability to to zoom and watch a, a game so if anything <laughs> oh, oh well tatis if anything, if that i saw better. tatis homer again <laughs> yeah. um but if any any other notable thing happened please please do fill me in yeah if blake snell pinch hits during this podcast we'll be sure to uh be sure to cover it <laughs> Uh, I don't know if he casting. will. I mean, right now, Victor Carantini just hit a, a foul ball, other than, or 
no, no, maybe that's Mint. Uh, Campus sign. I don't know. Dustin May is at sixty-nine pitches. Nice. Oh, Thank you. Nice. He just he just threw pitch sixty-nine. So for or no, maybe he just threw pitch. Down. I don't know. That's nice. That's nice. We he was at sixty-nine, which is the most important part. Um, do uh, I remember you guys talking on the podcast about uh, Francisco Mejia before? I think Jordan, you were talking where you went to like a high A game and you said that someone talked to you and said that he was going to be a major leaguer, but. Like, he didn't necessarily have the stuff to, like, pan out all the way. Mm-hmm. And now, he I mean, so far in terms of his offense, he's looked really good. And I don't know if, I mean, is that is that a positive sign going forward? Or is that, like, is he going to crater out at some point? I mean, wow, I honestly didn't even realize how well he's been hitting so far this year. So that is a super pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, it's never been about the offense. I mean, and there's no way that the Rays added him to this deal trying to have him be a catcher for 120 games. Um, if he can catch 15 games a year, amazing. 40 games, whatever. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, he he is is one of the more gifted hitters in, in the world. Like, he, he, I truly believe that. I mean, he had a, what, 50-game hitting streak in the minor leagues? Like, the, that is not something that happens ever for anybody. Um, and he clearly has that talent. He just hasn't gotten the reps. So I'm glad he's, they've been giving him uh, the at-bats because I do believe he can prove it. Um, but I don't, I don't know what the next, I know like the Padres were trying him in the outfield briefly. It doesn't seem like he's, he can't play first. So that's not really going to make any sense. I don't think he's going to play third or anything. So if anyone's going to figure out the defensive versatility, it's the Rays. Uh, but he might just be a really weird, tiny fire hydrant switch hitting DH. Like, I, I don't know. And I know they already have some, DH options, so it's strange, but I, I'm rooting for him, man. He's a really when he's on, he is a very fun hitter to watch, but also very aggressive. Like I think it was in today's game, he came up late and just popped up on the first pitch, and it was yeah, like yeah. you know he'll he'll have at bats like that that are really stupid, but a lot of that's just born in his natural ability to hit the ball, and so it's not an approach thing; it's just unbelievable hand eye um, that can lead to some cold stretches. But I'm still a believer. I, I I love that they added him to that deal, and I hope he has success. The best case scenario is your mean Mercedes. Like that's like an interesting guy to look at for comparison in terms of like what does that type of player look like right where it's like kind of a catcher not really um mercedes obviously has a better approach than mejia does and i would would say that mejia has better bat speed um but in terms of just the general profile yeah what we're saying i will say though i will say though if there is one reason to have Mejia behind home it's probably top three arm in the world like i mean he has he had some throws last year that were just or maybe it was two years ago yeah i just freak stuff so yeah, he throws the issue is the second base absolute laser beams but the, the, this is the issue with just catcher defense in general the coolest parts of catcher defense that we see are the least important in the game right so like Number one, coolest is obviously throwing runners out. Then I think it's like cool blocks and then it's framing, right? But the importance is actually completely flipped. Where like Francisco Me has an incredible arm, but like no one, it doesn't really matter. It matters what once a game, maybe. And maybe from a deterrent perspective, it works too. And like that's probably more valuable in a postseason game because teams are more likely to run in the postseason, et cetera, et cetera. But like I I don't know. He needs a lot of time back there like to play, to get better as a catcher. And he ran into this problem when he was in Cleveland where they didn't want to give him the reps because they had a really good pitching staff and they wanted to compete. And so it's like, we can't trust this guy with the keys to the Lamborghini right now because we're going to be good. Like let's play Roberto Perez. And I see no difference really 
functionally between Roberto Perez and Mike Zunino in terms of like him being able to get consistent reps behind the plate. One thing that bothers me to no end about Mejia, because I really like him. I'm happy we have him on our team. But if you watch when he's catching the pitches, he closes his eyes every single time. You watch Zanino, he doesn't close his eyes. His eyes get bigger. But literally, Mejia, he like closes them and like turns away a little. I'm like, oh my God, you're a catcher. You can't do that. And I know it's hard, but like, hey. I, I, I feel like no one else has noticed that. And I watch it every time. I'm like, oh my God. You just know yeah. Flynn Zanino. That, well, that's, that's, that is a, that is a, a man who has caught a lot of pitches in it. Probably, I would I would gander to say Mike Zunino has caught double the games that Francisco Mejia has in his life, and that has a lot to do with it. Um, but no, it's 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 just a comfort thing, right? It's just reps. It's just like his bat is what rushed him through the minors, and it's the opposite of Zunino. So, but I, but I'm looking now. I mean, I see he's started nine games behind the plate, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I, it's like a 50-50 split almost. Yeah. So, but 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 again, like fine like if they can survive doing that like that's what if that's what's going to get in the reps and that's going to get him better like i'm glad he's doing that because he was never going to get in cleveland he was never going to get in san diego and clearly they were committed to trying this because they wouldn't have him be a big part of this trade if they weren't committed to seeing what they have in him so Mm -hmm. uh, i'm glad they're doing it we'll we'll see how much that stays you know later in the season but i'm glad that's great and and now that i know that he's playing as often as he is i'm definitely going to be way more tuned in (laughs) because i've just assumed he hasn't played nearly as much as he has but that's good to see we'll we'll let you you guys know more when he's in the lineup <laughs> so. it's just nice from him it's unique to see a switch in catcher who mm-hmm. actually hits relatively well and who's also quick he's a pretty quick catcher and he's got a low he's got a short like a small build but like you don't see that very often and i like him a lot he's i think i just think he's a very versatile player that we can throw out there if it's a righty or lefty pitcher on the mound so yeah he's, he's not as good as Zunino is on defense but i mean he's not and he's not as powerful yet but i don't know i just like him overall on the offensive side yeah I I wanted to talk quickly about Brandon Lau because he's by far my favorite player to the point of I probably am, am starting to to collect like the largest collection of Brandon Lau rookie cards that one person has, which is probably a problem, but it's okay. And uh, he frustrates me to no end when he hits. That's just, well, he is uh, the streakiest human being. In the- it seems like he might. It seems like he is the streakiest human being alive. I don't like uh I, I don't know what his like I don't know how he's hasn't gotten adjusted to breaking pitches yet because I feel like that's his biggest problem right now is just he can't lay off any breaking pitches he can't lay off a high inside fastball to save his life uh and it's just oh my god I know he's so much better than what he is right now but he's killing me he's just killing me to no end I don't know I mean Lau is such a weird one because he really kind of burst on the scene and kind of a, like a in a way that is a little bit different than the average Rays rando that you are like who the f is Mike Brasso like it wasn't quite that because he was a third rounder but mm-hmm. I mean he really came on really quick so it's not like we have a giant sample of Brandon I know he has been an all-star and he he has shown some consistency but it's not like he played you know his his all-star year in 19 he only played 82 games I know that, that he was hurt but that's still only 82 games and then he played obviously all of last year and we know how bad he was before the postseason um so yeah i mean it's he's he's a weird player but you obviously you know how talented he is too so they're not he's clearly they're committed to him as, as an everyday guy and i think that's the smart decision yeah i hope so i hope so well, i mean you brought up you brought up mikey b yes. i want to talk 
I, I want to talk about some bros because Jordan, you said you would literally talk about Mike, Mike, Mike Brasso for 30 minutes. So I, 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 I'm, I'm sure that probably means you have the same sort of, um, you know, appreciation and infatuation for him as we do as Rays fans. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, like him, it was just crazy because, you know, they've had a, these random dudes come up all the time, but for him to end up like at the center of one of the biggest stories of baseball last year, which was that the stuff against the Yankees. Um, and then to have that, it was already a huge story. And then to have the postseason moment was just incredible uh, when you consider his background and, and that's just, it's, it just doesn't get old. And I don't know, like it's, it's very likely, it's very likely that that was, we, we had already achieved peak Brasso. So we should probably relax now. It's not going to get any better than that. And that's fine. That's not his fault. I mean, it's, it would be very difficult to top that narrative that he gave us last season. Uh, but still, it's, he's just one of the many examples of like, wow, the Rays really just find these dudes. Um, undrafted is a very, very, yeah. very small list. That is a small, small list of major leaguers right now is undrafted guys. So um, he's, he's one, of, one of the few to proud, that's for sure. And when you have a guy like him popping up, it, it shows you how much the smart people don't know um, and how, you know, hours and hours and hours of work go into scouting and drafting and evaluating players and the people who do it every day for these teams are the best in the world at it, hopefully. And like for a guy like Brasso to slip through the crafts, cracks where like a first round pick doesn't make the big leagues, you just don't know. You never know, right? And there's something kind of beautiful in that with the idea that like, you know, even Mike Brasso can, can make it, can make it up the chain. And in some ways this is related to like, Jordan and I and our feelings about like minor league contraction and how it gives fewer guys like that the opportunity to kind of make it all the way up. But Mike Brasso is is a true poster child for the like, yeah, believe in yourself because, you know, there's a one in 1,000 chance that it's you, but it, there's a chance. How, how sad is all about that grind. He is. Honestly, and poetic he, justice. Yeah, poetic justice is a huge thing. People people forget that he had two home runs the day after that stuff happened too. Like not even that's what I'm runs. saying. It was already like in the regular season. Yeah, yeah. In the regular season. He's had I'm I'm Bree, I'm sensing that you are like top of the Mike Brasso fan club here. Are we or is this I big Mike Brasso fan and I think that he needs to be an everyday player. And I think the Rays finally realized that this past week. And he's been in the lineup like pretty much every day. And he's done well. So I mean, people keep calling for bats. And I know he's not always gonna be like the big bat, but he works quality at bats like a lot of the time, which most of our guys don't. So this is true. Huge fan. I think he should play first instead of Yandi because I'm tired of Yandi at first. I know we need him in the lineup, but I just can't. He robbed me of the glass now no hitter on my birthday. So Oof. a little bit upset. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Yoshi back at first, please. No. <laughs> yeah, no, we do need G-Man. G-Man not being Need G-Man. Need it. Need him back. Oh, my must. goodness. A must. He's everyone's sweetheart. Oh. It's just so true. <laughs> okay, the G-Man, can I say, the G-Man switch hitting last year is probably one of my favorite things that's ever happened. I, oh, yeah. I, I still... He just cracks one his first time. I think that's... Just he like just tried most... it out. He was just like, screw it. I'm just going to hit. Switch hit. That's what he does. <laughs> That's what it does. Him in a nutshell, I feel like. He's just like anything goes, G-Man Choi. <laughs> I love G-Man. He, I he's a, back. I, I wanted to ask about the Brasso home run in the playoffs. How satisfying was it uh, for you two? Uh, Jake, do you remember happen? what we were doing? The Brasso? Yeah. Weren't we on a Zoom call? Yes. We were, we were watching it on a Zoom call together, and I was right here in the seat. And I was, I think my brother was here also. 
but I remember just like that was probably the most I jumped up in, in as a what of the whole postseason. <laughs> like, or, or actually, what it was was because it wasn't like a no doubter, obviously. Right? Yeah. So on contact, it was like frozen, and then like as soon as it got out, I was just running around. <laughs> same, same, I was sort of obviously well game four was a little different but um that's a whole that's a whole other thing but uh yeah no that was i mean freaking unbelievable stuff i, I could watch that a hundred times yeah how uh, i actually oh, have because they show it every commercial on lnt hey hold on quick aside on that can we talk about this can we talk about these you know what I'm talking about? You guys all have MLB TV. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the flashbacks. They don't have <laughs> the enough variety with the no, listen, flashbacks. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've made this point. All right. Here's what you do. Make it completely random regular season plays that you know you don't know what's going to happen. Stop showing me the postseason. I've seen – I first of all, we I watched, just watched it. it three months ago. I watched of those course. games. It was, it was great, right? <laughs> show like literally give me a joey wendell rbi single in may like i would rather because i don't because if you show me if i if you if it's like oh flashback may 17th Rays orioles in baltimore it's a 7-3 game and here's joey wendell against hunter harvey oh he sprays one the other way now i'm like oh what's gonna happen like i don't know because i didn't haven't seen it like there you go. Free advice. I wish half the time players. it would just be someone getting thrown at, at, out at first, and then that's just the flashback. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Again, it's, it's completely completely about, random. Completely. It's about not knowing. Mm. It's about a successful pickoff move. Yeah, fine. <laughs> that's, but that's why we watch. And we watch Scott Carey rolls over to Luis Guillorme, and that'll end the <laughs> inning. No, but that, this is the thing. That's better why do we watch because we want to know what happens right no. that's the whole thing i can't really show me i know oh my god randy set a record i didn't know that <laughs> which, which of the eight ones <laughs> that sound that sound you keep doing gives me nightmares that thing can wake me up like angry. gotta shout out shout out to our friend meg rowley of effectively wild she does it and it is the funniest she does it I effectively wild is so have you guys ever have you guys ever considered doing like a crossover podcast between we were on, oh we, we, oh let me tell you we've we many moons ago my friend in, we, a, in a younger year uh, yes we uh we you youtube me. megan ben and on the show no, it was no, not, it was, this is before but this was 2015 oh this oh, is, oh this was ben and jeff right no this no, is ben, ben and sam, and sam. Oh. Sam. Oh, Sam, yes. Oh, Sam, remember yes, him? Yes, I do remember him. Sam and then Jeff and then and then now Meg's on. Yeah. 700, it was episode 762, <laughs> which if you're like, oh, that's a fun baseball number. Yeah, hmm. it is. That's why. We drafted Barry Bond stats, I believe. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. That, it was fun. Awesome. It was a good one. It was a good episode. They're the best. Go watch. They are. They're, they're, they're great. They're well, actually, oh, you know what? Ready? I have, I have a baseball podcast. I think that's the best baseball podcast. There, I said it. No no confidence in myself. When we plug ours at the end of the show, first go check out Effectively Wild. Which is a hilarious <laughs> thing, Jordan. That's like being like, hey, oh, do you like burgers? Make sure you swing by five guys on your way home. It's like, yeah, yeah. people know. Thanks. Like, <laughs> well, I wanted, so you guys brought up game, or Jordan, you brought up game four. I mean, we love talking about Brett Phillips on here. Bree actually has quite, Bree, do you want to quickly tell your Brett Phillips story? Yeah. So basically before the world series roster came out, I was like, I really want Brett Phillips on the roster. And then I saw he was, and I was like, I tweeted out like Brett Phillips is going to be a difference maker in one of these games. Mark my words. Yes. They were marked. They were marked. <laughs> wow. They were marked. Old takes confirmed. 
for Bree. Yeah. Well, oh, well, and the, well, and then the thing in the off season that happened before yeah. or that happened then, during spring training. Fast forward a few months later, Brett tweeted out something. He was like, as baseball fans, like he was like, how do you guys think we should grow the game? Something like that. And I went on this spiel because I have like a whole spiel about that because <laughs> Major League Baseball does a terrible, terrible job. And so I just listed a bunch of things. It was like four tweets. I'm like, I'm sorry, Brett, but I really need to get this out. And then turns out he wanted to send someone a signed jersey. He didn't say that beforehand, but then he, he was like, this, he gave it to me. So he shipped me a signed jersey that wow. said, Rep Phillips, Game 4 Hero. Then he DM'd me. He's like, thanks. Like, I love your messages. Thanks for believing me in the World Series. Like, that was really cool. So, yeah. That's great. He we is, all believe in you, bro. That's so awesome. He is a sweetheart. Like, Jordan, we interviewed him when? Like, in I was, Lancaster? Well, sorry, to, sorry to name drop, but I was just thinking about this because I was just talking <laughs> to Brett recently about this. He's talking about Lancaster because I don't know why I oh you know why I I had I had messaged him because after the Yankees fans were throwing stuff on the field and he had <laughs> tweeted out the, the video or there was a video of people like saying like, yeah that hey, was you Brett yeah, yeah that was from so, namaste right so so right exactly because he got the so I had I had messaged him and I was be like wow like Yankees fans just like losing their mind and we were talking about it. and then yeah to Jake's point I was being like and we were just catching up and he was saying we were saying yeah like it's long, lots changed since we talked to you in Lancaster, uh, which was the California League in, in 20, but I guess it would have been 15. That the thing there. is, like, I remember hearing about the laugh then, yes. like, yeah. even before he was in the Brewers and it really blew up, like, yeah. he's always had it. Like, it's, it's not an act. Like, it is the real, it is a real thing. I, all the good things for him. Yeah. The best I part mean, is. I would like for Brett Phillips to play for another decade and to like become an all-star player. And if that never happens, I think he, he can rest happy and rest easy. You know what I mean? Like that moment was so iconic and will live forever in baseball fans' minds. What were you guys doing during that? Because I was back and forth from my girlfriend's place and I tried to watch the game. And then I was listening to like a seventies R and B playlist on Spotify to try to make the time go by. And it was, it was, Oh yeah. That was like the entire postseason. I just listened to random Spotify playlist to like calm myself down. Cause I was, I was probably going to punch the TV at some point. So I'm glad I listened to That's the playlist. So I nearly jumped out of my apartment building. I was roommates. My roommate was here. My roommate was on a date. And so he was in the living room on this, on a day. Oh man. And my girlfriend was sleeping in our room (laughs) next to me. And I was in bed watching the game. And so like this play happens, like uh, the point is on a normal night, I would just be watching the TV in the, in the living room. Right. But I couldn't. So I was like watching with my headphones in, like in bed, she was asleep. And I remember like the play happening. And I like, I I, like (laughs) didn't want to wake her up because like she had to be up early, like the next day for a work thing. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck? You just had oh. to cap your your hype. You just had to whisper it all chill. out. Chill, chill hype, chill hype. I, I I could I would not be able to hold myself back. I know you I, are I, a stronger man than I am, Jake. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had to do that when Longo hit game 162. That that walk off home run. It was like midnight, and I was still in school, and I couldn't wake up my yeah. parents. So I was, it was like midnight and I had to, I, I did the exact same thing, but just jumping around in my living room with my dad without making any noise. So that was, that was a weird moment. Yeah. But, I mean, you, I mean, the Orioles were part of that. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Shout yeah. out to, uh, shout out Carl Crawford. 
Shout out to Robert Andino for hitting that game-winning single. Oh, Breeze like, no, it's Carl Crawford's noodle arm. No, That's no, why. No, <laughs> no, it was Andino's thing on the Nolan Reimold's double off of Papelbon in the ninth. I think – did Carl Crawford have a noodle arm? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't think an average arm makes that play, though. I think, I think that, that too much of the focus goes on noodle arm Carl when it should really be on – Rocket, Rocket City, Robert Andino. Yeah, I mean, if only Rain we beams. had the eggs. If only we had the eggs wheel on that. I'm sure it was like 115, one probably <laughs> at least. It was like the 120 Stanton single today. Oh Must yeah, have been. Must have been. it is so funny to think about that. Looking back, like the Rays game was incredible, but if the Red Sox just win, it doesn't it's matter. All, yeah, right. Yeah. Like if if if. if, if Red Sox just don't blow it. <laughs> Everything that happens in the Rays game is just like the one of the weirder vibes ever. I think because it should it's be a like movie. it should be a movie. Yeah, the fact that yeah. the Rays made the playoffs that year is just literally everything had to go right. It was so funny that the Nature just like showed up and like it was like, oh, okay. Matt Moore was insane in that first game of that series, and then it was like, well, we're tired. <laughs> we got here, didn't we? Didn't I we? Th- I think I read like a Sports Illustrated article where the Je- uh, where where Jeffrey Mayer, who obviously you know ninety six playoffs home run. No, shouts out, shouts out to my the evil villain. <laughs> he was at that game. I'm pretty sure he was at the game in Baltimore. Great, like like, like I remember reading that. So keep maybe... him far away. Keep him far away. <laughs> Shouldn't be a lot of candy yards. I'm maybe fine. They, it's fine. Maybe they got the vibes from him, and then they used it used it to help him win. I don't they know. Channeled it. They channeled it. I do want to say the um. Uh, I think um, Brian Anderson was the one who called the Delman Young double in 2014, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, personally speaking, that's the greatest call ever in in yeah. terms of, like, a playoff moment. I love that moment to death. I want to add, like, everyone here, like, favorite calls because that one by far, I, like, I, I get goosebumps not even as an Orioles fan watching that because it's such a good call. Oh, okay. My- I just like the Jose Batista call a lot. I think I just think deep left field. Out of here. My, my favorite call was great. David Freeze, two thousand eleven. Yeah, we like, will see you tomorrow night. Yeah. Tomorrow night. I mean, I was um, I was a big Josh Hamilton fan, and I was going for the Rangers, but that call I think is one of the best I've ever heard. A couple that stand out to me would be this is a regular season game, and I don't love Matt Vasquez on the broadcast, but there is a home run. Jordan knows exactly what I'm talking about. It was a regular season game. I, I, time. I think Damn. the Tigers walked off on the A's or the Twins. Twins. The Twins, because it was uh, Joe Nathan or uh, someone, Perkins. whatever. Glenn Perkins. Thank you. Uh, Brandon Inge <laughs> hits a walk-off home run, and the call is maybe Brandon Inge will just send everybody home. Oh, I know that call. Yes, that is such a good call. I think it's a walk-off grand Bro, do you know what was the worst? Dude, the Jared Walsh, he went to Jared call was despicably <laughs> bad. That was criminally terrible. He went to Jared. Bro, come on. You can't be doing that. You can't. Yo, Brandon Ainge is coaching at Michigan now? That's news Good to man. me. Is he the, he's Inge. not the head coach because Backage is still the head coach. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. this is the, our, the our Lord former Backage. Maryland guy, Eric Backage, the, by the way. Oh, that's true. I'm a big Backage guy. Now, the, uh, the other one, I, I, I think the Randy play the joe buck's call of the randy play was so underrated because 
Uh, we, so Jordan chaotic. and I tried to replicate it after the fact. We did like a shtick where like we watched it and pretended to be the broadcaster. Like we couldn't even do it, right? Because all you want to do as a human being in that moment is just scream, ah, at the top of your lungs. <laughs> yeah. And like Joe Buck has to be like, oh, Gus Johnson. And that guy goes there and he's there. And a Rosarena rounds third. The ball gets away. He falls. I guarantee you, if Gus Johnson was calling that game, he literally would have just screamed for five minutes. <laughs> Which <laughs> good. Like that's what we were like, all doing. Like, I couldn't blame him. Like when Jimmer was playing, that's what Gus Johnson just did the whole time. <laughs> Jimmer, just like audible pleasure from Jimmer hitting threes from 35 feet out. From the parking lot. Yeah. There was when a, announcers aren't calling a the game, they're just like calling it themselves, or like you know they're trying to, they're trying to see what what they would do, and I, like if they wanted that job, you know, I want to call that game. I, I I wish I could put my voice into this. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> do you think that's even a possibility? I don't know about that. I think there was a there they was just a put their own commentary. Maybe I don't know. There was a Steve Blass home run call. It was a it was like a random Pirates game. Um and and Pedro Alvarez had a walk off home run. And I don't think I've other than like I I don't think I've heard an announcer just go as absolutely crazy as Steve blasted in that moment. And the only thing I hear from the color commentator is, is after he says drive to right field, the color commentator just says, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then he says, get out of here. And then it's just an audible. Yeah. For like 30 seconds. And <laughs> it's the yeah, boy. It's, that, <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, my answer is the also weirdly the tigers, the Austin Jackson walk off throwing out, I want was it Chew? I think I don't know it was basically a sack fly attempted sack fly to tie the game and Austin Jackson threw someone at home and the guy in the Tigers I think it was I guess it was Rod Allen just screams oh Jackson oh Jackson <laughs> like over the uh, over the color commentator which is amazing so I encourage everyone looking that up uh all right Tatis is hitting we should probably all stop what we're doing <laughs> oh Tatis well I mean I mean do you want to talk head, about Tatis head. I mean I mean we could talk about Tatis for a hot sec since I mean I mean not for a hot sec but I mean pretty good uh, why yeah, couldn't yeah. we get him in the Snell trade let's say that <laughs> that's a good question Tatis were you going to extend hey, him for look, $340 bro, look, million? Hey, you had James Shields. You had James Shields, okay? You could have made the deal. Great point. Wow. Hey, we could have prevented Trey Turner from going to the Nats, but here we are. Slide that door. Mm, butterfly yeah. effect. That that's 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 a painful one. That's a painful one for me because we could have we could have prevented it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not trying to like. Would the Rays have been able to extend uh, Tatis for that much money? I don't know. They'd probably go out of business, right? Maybe. Uh, it's like <laughs> it's like a third of our of our. Imagine like... Stu Sternberg's like uh, our highest paid reliever is Aaron Loop. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can, we give, can we give Tetsis Jr. $400 million? Probably not. All right, I spent really was Aaron Loop. You want me to do what? <laughs> hey, I mean, what needs to be done needs to be done. Uh, one quick thing uh, left left before we let you guys go because because we know that you guys are very busy people. Uh, what are you expecting out of the race for the rest of 2020? Or 2021, sorry. <laughs> So let's take a look here at the at the old at the old postseason odds, right? Because as we <laughs> sit here today on April twenty fifth, Tampa Bay Rays are at five hundred in second place in the American League East, and the good folks of Fangraphs are saying that they still oh, wow, ooh, that's not a good sign. Seventy down to seventeen percent chance to Man, make the playoffs. Don't believe us. They're not believing in you, which is oh, weird because Fangraphs 
historically hates the Rays. <laughs> yeah, very much the opposite of that. I would say that I think they will absolutely still be in it the whole time. I think that it does help that the Yankees have started slow. I think that the Red Sox will come back to earth. Um, I think it helps that the Blue Jays haven't had Springer yet. So I think that the AL East is just worse in general than we probably thought, but it should be also super competitive. So I think they will miss the playoffs, but I think that they will be there towards the very end. I think you will still be watching close games in September. That is my prediction. I'm predicting a, a heartbreaking wildcard game loss. And I guess my question for you is, is that worse or better than Jordan's scenario? Do we finally lose to the A's? Do the A's win the wild card? Do the, do the A's win? I don't know. Do they even make it? This is a good question. This is a good do the question. Angels make it to playoffs? No. Oh my God, Come on. Let's not be, be stupid. stupid. All right, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 77 and 85 again for the Angels for the seventh straight year. No, I, think, I think the Angels will go 82 and 80. Ooh, okay. Yeah, big year. That's the uh, the Otani improvement. The Otani uh, superstar breakout has brought them all the way up to 82 wins. I like it. I like it. Well, hey, hey, that's good. Well, uh, first off, thank you so much to both of you for coming on. We really appreciate you guys talking to uh, with us about the Rays, about baseball, all that. Obviously, y'all got a podcast. If if you guys, if if anyone listening doesn't listen to Baseball Barbecue, listen to it. It's a really good podcast. Also, shout out to Bobby because we love Bobby and he's the best. And we okay. stand Bobby. He yes, is yes. So, wait, would it make you feel good to know that we're actually friends with Bobby? Like I would consider, <laughs> we're not formative podcast friends. Yes. We're not fake friends. Real I mean, friends. I mean, I would have assumed that you guys are real friends, but I don't know. <laughs> what if Jordan and I actually fucking hated each other? That'd be great. <laughs> that would be impressive. Then we would be fucking. Can you imagine the Oscars in Hollywood? Then what an act! Well, I hate, I hate every all of my co-hosts too. So yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys are faking it pretty well. I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, race so, fans, race fans are just fake in general. So. Yeah, that's, the that's, other that's what I always say. So, I was gonna say. So, so what? Yeah, actually. So where can people find Baseball Barbecue? And then where can people find what you guys are doing everywhere? Go ahead, Jake. Uh, Baseball Barbecue, download it, subscribe, follow, whatever they call it on Spotify. Give it a look there. Uh, episodes out every squabble. Tuesday. Uh, and then we are writing and doing video stuff eventually. Video stuff eventually once like we get all settled uh, at Fox Sports. And we'll be on Fox. Very excited about that. Basically, just we get to write whatever we want to write about twice a week. Pretty cool. Not the worst. They already job have a bunch Don't hate of, it. They already have a bunch of funny videos on YouTube, and you should go watch them. Because oh yeah, like, I mean, listen, we, there's plenty of video, old video content that yeah, you will of course. certainly enjoy. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, and and, and, and on Cespedes' favorite barbecue on Twitter, the road to twenty thousand Major League Baseball players is yes. is, yes. is is getting very close. We'll we're, see. We're getting Maybe there. a few injuries away from Wander Franco being twenty k. So oh my god, if Wander was twenty k, that'd be awesome. Well, yeah. uh, again, thank you so much uh, to Absolutely. both of you for coming on we appreciate y'all taking the time and for everyone listening stay tuned we're gonna have a quick short break and then we'll be back to end this latest episode of raise the roof thank you so much thank you so much and we're back on raise the roof uh, again big thanks to jake and jordan for coming on uh if you guys don't follow us but it's family barbecue do it like i just, literally just do stop it. laughing couldn't yeah they're they're laughing. hilarious and and we appreciate them coming on, and they're fantastic people. And Mike Zunino is good, as decreed by Jordan, as decreed by them, and well, now as decreed by us. For now and forever. Well, we'll we never have talk a bad about him again. We will not. 
but we have a series that we need to talk about going into this uh, over these next four days. The Rays are hosting the Oakland Athletics, who are the hottest team in baseball right now, even though they just lost to the Baltimore Orioles. But they've they have like a 13, 12 game winning streak and are really good and are leading the AL West right now. They might be tied with the Mariners or might be a game up. Who knows? But uh, after this last weekend series against the Blue Jays, what are the keys to this series for you guys against the A's? Um, they're a hot team. And so you gotta like, really, uh, you gotta battle. You're gonna, I mean, you know, you're always battling, but like, you know, you didn't really, uh, you gotta wake up these bats. This, the last two games, it hasn't been getting it done. I mean, actually you fight back in game two, but game one and game and game three were not impressive for the Blue Jays series, but you, you just gotta awaken those bats and you gotta, you gotta get runners in scoring position in, I mean, I'm always talking about the offense, but now we don't even have the, the, elite bullpen to really back it up I'm, so you really we really got to play well defensively offensively i mean of course you got to play well i mean that's the stupidest thing i just you just really you, you nah the play like crap get swept up. yeah yeah get play crack get swept by the hot team um a's flip the division whatever <laughs> astros at the bottom i don't really care it's okay I mean, so bullpen wake up and bats wake up I like it. Straight to the point. Yeah. Wake up. Wake up. Just like just like put Dwayne and BA out there and it'll all be good. That would be really funny. They should be able to hear their commentary. I'm telling you, and we've talked about this before. They got some they got some good stuff going this year. Like like a little bit more sassy, a little bit more on edge. Like it's you know, it's 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 really coming together between those two, I think, more than we've seen in recent years. A lot of banter. Yeah. All right. Evan, what you got? So, I mean, I think it all comes down to the bullpen. Uh, didn't, ha- didn't have to play much today, so that's kind of good. Kind of got an off day. I believe Diego's back from, like, the IL. Yeah, they didn't even show up today. The, uh, Crazy. The, whatever the IL is called with the COVID vaccine. like Just like just like the COVID list. I, got, yeah, I, I think I think you just call it the COVID, COVID list. list. Um, but, yeah, the bullpen's, I think, the key. Um, like we were talking about earlier, Brandon Lau, he's just not been good. Um, he has been – absolutely abysmal against lefties he has one hit the whole year um, he's gonna he's batting a point zero four eight against lefties this year so that is not good um if you could uh stack up a couple hits this series um i think obviously that'll help a lot um but yeah i'm kind of realistic hope realistically hoping for a kind of a two and two split this series because it's a four game series um and if we can win one of the first two games, then I think we'd win the series because our second two pitchers in this series are better than our first two with Hill and Walker going in the first two and then Glass now and Yarborough going in the final two. Mm-hmm. So that'd be big. Um, but yeah, that's, t- that's going to be a tough matchup. The A's are the hottest team in baseball. Um, but that's, I think the Rays are going to accept the challenge like they always do. And hopefully they can calm down. Yeah, Bree, how are you feeling? Feeling good. You know, going into the Royals series, the Royals hadn't lost a series yet. So I feel like we're decent at shutting down hot teams. Not a huge sample size at all, but that's what I'm labeling us as. <laughs> and um, yeah, I- I'm not concerned. They, the, the, not the Astros, the A's literally started out their season one and seven and then went 13 and 0 after that. So like, they're just the definition of streaky and they lost today. So maybe this is the start of their bad streak again, which would be great for us. Um, yeah, lose the whole series. Yeah, just, just, yeah, yeah. Just be bad. If, if it's how, if that's how it works, if you lose seven games and then win 14, 
Like, yeah, they literally went one and seven to start the season. Yeah, like, Matt Chapman can afford to be bad for a couple of games. I mean, it's not like that's going to hurt his career that much. Yeah, like they'll be okay. So they want to lose this series. That's totally cool. I. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll be a little mad about 2019 too. They don't want to have to, they, they don't want to fly all the way to Tampa, do they? Like, yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Might get like a power delay or something, you know, with the trop. You never know. So yeah, just I, together by not playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not particularly afraid of the A's, I got to say, which that might come back to bite me, but <laughs> I think we're going to take okay. there. Yeah, I think we're going to be okay. Ratioed. I am looking, personally, the two things I'm looking at are starting pitchers to rebound. So the two I want to rebound are Glass now and Hill, obviously, because they're the two that are coming off worse outings. I mean, Glass now versus Hill, it's very different. But, but, I mean, I think Hill's probably had one and a half strong starts for us out of four. And then Glass now, like this is kind of his first really unsuccessful one. So I kind of want to see how both of them handle that. And then on the other hand, Yarbs and Waka. Waka's had two in a row that are good. I'd like to see if he can keep that going. And Yarbs, I don't know if he's going to be behind an opener or not. I'm sure they haven't even really determined that yet. But, you know, if he can string together two in a row that look good, then we're all set. I don't know. I'm confident. I'm not, I don't even know who pitches for the A's really. That's and nobody. Good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it, it'll be somebody. They have a couple good guys, but I'm not really concerned. Yeah. I'm, I, I think it's going to be a good series. I think it'll be a good test. Obviously the A's are a perennial playoff team. Now uh, the Rays have beaten, I mean, they beat the A's in the 2019 wildcard game and they've had success against the A's before, but they're a good team. The A's well, are a good team. We're very well matched with the A's. Like, yeah. They're, they're kind of like our sister team. They, yeah, they're like same front office. Yeah, they got a team. shitty stadium. Same <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, they literally are the same team, except that they have a little bit. Or, yeah, our they, front office is still. Smarter. You can play football and, in and the stadium. They, yeah, yeah, and they and they have a significantly oh, worse stadium. Not gonna lie, like like there's a steep drop off between oh, the trop yeah, yeah. and and, and oh, the that stadium is like twice as old as the trop is, right? Yeah, and uh, it was 1968, I think. So or 61. Yeah, so a little bit older. Yeah. Listen, I'm not gonna hate on another team's stadium because I feel like we're not. In a position. I think they they hate on their own stadium. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, we do a little bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raiders left. I mean, the Raiders aren't even there anymore. So that is true. They're getting funding for a new stadium soon. Right? I, I I like the new stadium, Talking but it's stadium. but it's weird that there's like plants. I like that. I we, we need, need more. We need more architecture that 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 incorporates incorporates planet. nature. Yeah, incorporates nature. I think it looks cool. It's dope. They're green. They should give us the green. green as their sister team. Yeah, we can take a cut. They 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 could just talk to the Warriors and then just like have the Warriors send over money because I mean it seems like I mean the Warriors what what they built like a billion dollar stadium down in uh, uh down in San Francisco. I think they could uh, you know you know Step could get some of his uh his uh new new shoe contract money with. The Oakland one, the Oakland one is like private. Is going to be privately funded, apparently. A little bit, a little bit. Where do they get the funding from? Uh, Just that's California. That's California. You're not going to get. You'll get it it from. You'll get it from California. You won't get it here in Florida because you have just. I mean, like the SoFi Stadium was like five billion dollars, and four billion of it was was privately funded. Justin Herbert, QB of the future. My guy. That's my guy. I like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. He is. Charge the roof. Charge the roof. Aze the roof. Hey. 
hey 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 a's the roof actually work i'm just glad that other people like our name because like i was Everybody like oh yeah it's it, it hey sometimes when you're creative it works <laughs> you you take those creative liberties well apparently we just stole our idea from um scout girl report right because she said she 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 had an idea she she had an idea for the same no name. she no andrea well, we had cap- signs we capitalized it. andrea had signs that said raise the roof other people had signs that said raise the roof it's just no one's done what we've done so exactly right here. I, I know no but, but no it'll be a good series um i mean yeah yeah no a's a's are a fun team to watch and we'll i mean we might face them in the playoffs uh hopefully if all works out you know we might that might be a possibility so we'll see what happens. But um, other than that, I mean, y'all got anything else to talk about? Uh, I mean, Fernando Tatis Jr. put up that one eye celebration off 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 Bauer, and then Bauer loved it, great. which was great. And then Bauer put out like a 13 minute video correcting how to do the uh, the McGregor walk, which I was like, come on, man. I mean, like I, I understand it. But I was like, He's just on. having fun with it. They're all having yeah, fun. They're having fun. Love and, it all around. Let the and kids then, be kids. And then probably one of the best clapbacks of all time, the Tatis reply to Bauer of, of him with Bauer's face on it. Oh my, like that makes me think that baseball's back in some way because I mean, we need that. Like apparently like, viewership is way up on MLB TV. Yeah. And, and just we, in baseball in general. We need that. We yeah. need like, like, like we need people to be more accepting and we need rivalries. And, and like Bow, I mean, Bauer, you know, people have opinions about his, 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 his personal beliefs one way or another, but he's the perfect villain for baseball. He's he great. is the, he's the, per- to a T, he is the perfect villain. And Tatis is the perfect hero. Like WWE style. He's like John, C- Tatis is like John Cena and Bauer is like Randy Orton. That's, that's how I would compare it. If you're doing like WWE villain type stuff here, you know, it's just like, it's so it's so oh my god did chris taylor just hit a home run he's he's my least likable player on the dodgers he's so infuriating he's on my fantasy team he's yeah i think i think he just hit a home run but he is such an infuriating player <laughs> yeah yeah three run bomb it's seven one dodgers right now in the sixth inning um yeah uh you're just joining us <laughs> yeah if you're joining us an hour into this podcast <laughs> <laughs> In a game that you're not going to be watching either. Like, yeah, yeah. Way over by the We're time. talking to you in the past. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> well, um, uh, I think I think on that note, I think we're going to wrap up this newest podcast of Race Roof. This one was a little bit longer, but I mean, when you have guests on like Jake and Jordan, you got to, you know, podcasts got to be longer because they were hilarious. And we, we got milked them. them. We got milked them for all their worth, right? That's that's the thing. The but, spirit. Yeah, that's, that's the spirit. The spirit. <laughs> we we took those little comedy guys. We just, just hey, them they're out, more than just out. comedy. <laughs> I know, <laughs> no, 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 I know, no. <laughs> I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Well, I mean, if you guys don't follow us on what we're doing, like I said earlier, at Raise the Roof TV on all of our social media accounts, our, our website RaiseTheRoofTV.com. And if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, make sure to email us at our Gmail account, RaiseTheRoofTV at Gmail.com. And for this podcast, we're on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to share this. Make sure to leave a review, all that good stuff. So from all of us, stay safe, stay healthy. Please wear a mask and raise up. Raise up. Raise up.